Welcome to Frontline Voices, a podcast by the Natural Resources Council of Maine. Every day, decisions are made across Maine that impact our environment, and Mainers play a crucial role as we speak up for climate action, the clear air, clear water, and open spaces that we all love. Come sit down with advocates and experts to discuss some of the most important stories that you need to know, what lies ahead, and hear what you can do about it. Thanks for listening as we share our view from the front lines. Memorial Day weekend marked the official beginning of the summer tourist season here in Maine, and you can be sure many of those tourists will be visiting Acadia National Park. But as they hike Acadia's mountains to take in those stunning views, they might not be aware that there's a controversy brewing in the waters of Frenchman Bay that they're looking down at. Um, I'm Colin Durant, NRCM's Advocacy Communications Director, and in this episode of Frontline Voices, we'll be discussing an issue that's been in the news a lot recently. Uh, That's a massive industrial salmon farm that's being proposed for Frenchman Bay. So I'm here with NRCM staff scientist Nick Bennett. He's here to help our listeners better understand what that project is, why it's too big and too risky for the region. Welcome, Nick. Good to see you. Hey, Colin. Um, so the first thing I wanted to do is just have you start off by providing a, a description of, of, of Frenchman Bay itself, why it's ecologically significant, as well as important for the local communities there that rely on it. Sure. Well, Frenchman Bay is uh, a, a beautiful um, scenic resource. Uh, it's also got very high water quality, and there are a lot of uh, people who fish out of Frenchman Bay uh, for their living. Um, they, uh, people have, there's some small scale shellfish and um, um, seaweed aqu- aquaculture there. Um, and, you know, it's, it's right next to Acadia National Park. So for the businesses that depend on people coming there, um, you know, the, the, the beauty and um, high water quality of Frenchman Bay are, are also critical resources. Yeah, it really is this amazing resource for Maine and for Maine people. Um, that's why, that's one reason why so many were stunned when this Norwegian company called American Aqua Farms proposed building what would be one of the world's largest industrial salmon farms in the ocean waters of Frenchman Bay. So, um, drilling down into that, tell us why this proposal is such a bad idea for Maine and in particular for Frenchman Bay. Well, first of all, uh, uh, Frenchman Bay um, is tidal and uh, Maine tides are some of the most um, spectacular and impressive on earth. Uh, but they also mean in places like Frenchman Bay that the water doesn't cycle very much even if it looks like the water's going in and out, a lot of that is the same water sloshing back and forth in a big bathtub. And so if you keep polluting that water on a large scale, which this proposal would do, you're going to build up the pollutants to to levels that are just um, not tolerable for um, uh, the critters that live in the ecosystem. Can you talk about... um... I'm just going to throw in an extra question here, but can you talk about some of those critters? I mean, I've seen pictures of like whales and such, but what are some of the, some of the ocean wildlife that live in these ocean waters? 
Well, it's it's just what you would find in in any coastal water of Maine. Um, there are fish like mackerel and pogies and probably larger fish like uh, halibut and some sharks. You'll get marine mammals um, and lobster. People fish fish for lobster out of there, but you know there's a whole host of little creatures that we don't see that are the base of the food chain. Mm. And you have to worry about um, what low dissolved oxygen levels and high nutrient levels are gonna do to those critters. And um, if you really uh, damage the water quality, it'll kill them off. That's the, that's the end of the base of the food chain. And then the productivity of the bay just drops dramatically. And, and that's what I would really be worried about with a, mm. a, a highly polluting um, operation like, like this proposed uh, net pen aquaculture farm. Yeah, that's a scary prospect for sure. And I, and I wanted to talk about net pen aquaculture because fundamentally I know NRCM opposes Atlantic salmon net pen aquaculture. So can you just um, tell us you know, why we have that position, why it's so dangerous for the environment, in particular this type of aquaculture, net pen aquaculture? Yeah, there's, there are just so many problems with this uh, form of aquaculture. Problem number one is there's no opportunity to treat the waste. And so when you have huge numbers of salmon all packed together in a, in a very unnatural situation, um, they generate a lot of waste. You're throwing in a lot of food. Uh, they're pooping a lot that uh, liberates nutrients and organic matter that uh, are very problematic for the water quality surrounding these. And as I said, there's no possibility for treatment. So you're just depending on tidal flushing to take all this essentially sewage um, out to sea and, uh, and hope that the, the problems move away from shore and not closer to shore. Another big problem with, with net pen aquaculture is that um, when you have such a concentrated uh, 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 operation, um, the, the sea lice that love to, to uh, parasitize salmon um, have a field day. They show up in huge numbers. And that means you have to dump a lot of antibiotics and, and chemicals onto these salmon to make sure that they don't get sick. And again, there's no opportunity to treat that. It just dissolves in the water and then um, goes out around those facilities. So, you know, that's a big difference. The, the, there are two big differences that I see between onshore aquaculture, which is still experimental in Maine. We haven't had a big onshore salmon uh, facility happen yet here, but at least with that, there's the opportunity to keep the sea lice away from the salmon. And so you don't have to pour in essentially uh, insecticides, pesticides to kill those off. And there's the opportunity to have a treatment plant uh, to treat the waste that's coming from raising all of these salmon at close quarters. Um, you don't have either of those opportunities with net pen systems. So th those are two big problems. And finally, a third problem is that um, net pen systems break and the fish escape. Mm -hmm. And these are not these are not wild fish, and they can 
outcompete critically endangered Atlantic salmon. They can eat critically endangered Atlantic salmon, and they can mate with critically endangered Atlantic salmon. And all of those things cause problems to our very limited wild salmon populations in Maine that we're working really hard to restore. Restore. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that really helpful overview. Um, now, this American Aquafarms proposal was being reviewed by state agencies, uh, the Department of Environmental Protection, Department of Marine Resources, um, local communities around Frenchman Bay, as well as I know the director of Acadia National Park and many others really have united in pretty clear opposition to this proposal. And a group called Frenchman Bay United was created uh, and several towns have also voted against the project. Um, and I know, Nick, you wrote uh, comments for NRCM in opposition as well. But then in April, um, state agencies announced that they were terminating the permit applications for this proposal. Um, I know that got a lot of attention. Just tell us what happened. What, you know, why'd they do that? Um, uh, how did that come about? Well, uh, as I understand it, um, Department of Marine Resources has been telling this company for a long time that they needed to come up with a source of eggs that uh, would be for salmon that are native to this area. And the company just didn't, you know, they came up with, with, with eggs that were either of European stock or genetically modified salmon. And I mean, I, this ought to be a simple step um, and it wasn't, and they just didn't do it. And I, I, you know, I've got to say that this whole operation, the scale that they're talking about, um, the, the language that they used in, in terms of saying these, these pens are semi-closed and we're gonna, we're gonna have treatment. Their treatment consists of pumping out the poop at the bottom of these basically big plastic bags that sit in the ocean and, and, uh, and taking that and squeezing it dumping the, the, the effluent that comes out of that squeezed stuff into the ocean. And, and so you're getting all the dissolved garbage that you would get anyway from a, from a salmon operation. I mean, they're just not, they're, they're not, they're not straight shooters, these mm -hmm. folks. And um, the idea that this is some kind of new technology that um, is gonna make net pen aquaculture clean and safe is absurd. Right. And, and their unwillingness to even find a, a decent source of eggs to start their hatchery is, is along those lines. They seem to just think they can do whatever they want. Right, it's And so, example. you know, and the, the, the application, uh, the application to DEP for their wastewater permit was equally absurd. Um, you know, they're talking about dumping three times the quantity of, of wastewater that gets discharged from uh, Manhattan sewage treatment plants into Frenchman Bay with no secondary treatment. Mm -hmm. And that's just an absurd proposition. You know, we wouldn't let sewage treatment plants do that in Frenchman Bay. Right. Why should we let a salmon farm? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and it's, uh, but unfortunately, I, I mean, that was a big victory for those opposed for the project that the, the the permit applications were terminated. But unfortunately, it's no surprise that American 
Aqua Farms announced in late May that they're going to challenge the state's decision. I think they're one of their project managers was quoted in the paper saying something like, we're not going away. Uh, you know, that's obviously a disappointing move. Um, uh, so what's next for this project for people who are interested in tracking it? What do you see as, um, as sort of- You know, this project, this project is one of those projects that strikes me as very high risk, but also as low probability um, of going forward. I mean, they've had a big, um, defeat handed to them by, by the state on what I think are quite sound technical grounds. Um, I don't think they're going to win in their appeal, mm -hmm. though I could be wrong. Um, if they do win their appeal, um, they still have a, a very long permitting process ahead of them, and they have no public support. I, I don't know anybody who supports this project. You know, the local towns have come out against it. Um, Easily a hundred local fishermen have come out against this. Um, there just isn't anyone I know who supports it. And so they have a very hard road ahead of them mm -hmm. if they're even serious. I mean, this, the scale and sort of um, level of disinformation associated with this project, both are so large that it's really hard for me to see this moving forward in, in the form um, that it's being proposed. That said, if it does, it would be a disaster. Mm -hmm. And so people have to stay vigilant, um, as will we, and mm -hmm. we have to, uh, we have to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah, well, let's hope not. And thanks so much for walking our supporters through this issue. Um, as we mentioned several times, and as was clear, uh, NRCM opposes the American Aqua Farms proposal. We're going to continue to stand with the people and the organizations of Frenchman Bay United, all those people that Nick talked about that are opposing the project, and we're going to work to stop that project. Uh, you can, of course, learn more about our position on our website, nrcm.org. That group I mentioned a couple times, Frenchman Bay United, is just at Frenchman uh, bayunited.org as well. They have some great videos and content on there as well about the work that they've been doing. Um, so Nick, thanks again for joining us. Good to talk to you again. You too, Colin. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Maine Environment Frontline Voices. If you enjoy this episode, you can subscribe to our podcast or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and several other podcast listening apps. Since 1959, NRCM has been tapping into the power of the Maine people, science, and the law to protect and enhance the nature of Maine. To learn more about our work, visit nrcm.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NRCM Environment.